Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and for today's episode, we still don't have a schedule, but at least we know the nine teams that will be participating in the 2023 Nisa season. I'll also recap Chattanooga FC's big preseason matchup against Atlanta United FC, and I'll catch you up on all the latest news from around the league and more. So sit back, everyone, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, guys. And as I alluded to in the intro, I think we were hoping by this time we have a schedule for the season. We don't have that. But what we do have is that Nisa finally confirmed the clubs that will be participating in the league this season in 2023. And I think the biggest surprise was we were expecting at least eight teams, especially since we knew last month that Flower City Union and Syracuse Pulse, now known as Salt City Union, merged. So we were expecting at least eight. But Albion San Diego, the rumors early in the week that Albion San Diego was considering a U-turn and will play this year. And <clears throat> those rumors are now being confirmed as the league added Albion San Diego to the list of clubs that will be kicking off in a couple months. So the clubs that will be playing this year are Albion San Diego, Club de Leon FC, Gold Star FC Detroit, the LA Force, Maryland Bobcats FC, the Michigan Stars FC, Savannah Clovers FC, and City Union, which is the name that's listed on the league presser, which we as we know is merger between Flower City Union and Salt City Union. I'm not sure if that's the name they're going to go with, but that's what it says. So I'm assuming that's what they're going to go with for the season. Going to take me some time to get used to that. But that's great, guys. We finally know the teams that are going to play this year, and that's great. Um, I'll just read a bit of the presser here in case you missed it on Tuesday. Um, But the league did confirm the clubs that will be participating for the season. Of course, they mentioned three new clubs that are joining the league this year, Club that they own FC, the Savannah Clovers FC, and Gold Star FC Detroit. They did confirm that the nine clubs will be playing in a single-table format with an unbalanced schedule weighed on regional play. And that the 2023 season will kick off in the first weekend of April. The full schedule is currently under construction and will be announced soon. All nine clubs will participate in the 2023 U.S. Open Cup. Now, the commissioner, John Pruch, of course, had some statements. Quote, we begin the season with even more optimism than we did in 2022. Now, when I first read that, I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he just say what I think he just said? So I had to take a step back, kind of take a breather there. But reading the rest of the presser, he says here, at last season provides so many highlights. While our numbers haven't grown, the stability of our clubs has and that is great for the long-term health of our league and the players. Um, he also went on to talk about the table and said, our table this year reflects the need to mitigate travel, a lesson we learned last year. But we also saw how these clubs grow and get, and excuse me, and gel at critical moments. 
Every one of these clubs is excited for another competitive season. End quote. So I thought that was interesting with the table format that it's going to be, you know, similar to how the season ended last year. And the format will see the top two teams get a bye to the semifinal round, while teams that finish 3-6 will be in the quarterfinal round. So that's how the playoff format will work with the single table. Uh, the league did also confirm the status of Cal United Strikers FC that they will be on hiatus uh, this year. They mentioned that the club with the long history of success and engagement before the and during Sionisa will be under new ownership and is expected back in the 2024 season. So that's what the league is anticipating for Cal United Strikers FC. There was a lot of confusion with their status because we were hearing rumors that obviously they were going highest and they were going to play in NISA. We also heard rumors that they had to lay off most of their staff. And now we know at least the latest update on them is that they are going to take the season off. And we knew about the ownership situation that that was kind of probably going to be a factor with Cal United's participation in the league this year. And that still appears to be the case. And the league is saying once they get new ownership, they are expected to be back next year. Along with Calabasas FC, which is the only other expansion team that is expected to join the league next year. But there could be more. So that's at least some news, guys. I know we were hoping for a full breakdown of schedule. We don't have that yet. Hopefully we'll get that soon for Cal United Strikers FC. Yeah, it's a bummer that we're not going to see them this year after the success they had last year, you know, being the top team in NISA and, you know, coming up short of making the finals. You can thank Albion San Diego for that. But so many good players that Cal United had with Omar Nuno and, uh, you know, their goalkeeper, Gene Antoine, who's now with Chattanooga FC. So it'll be interesting to see if some of these clubs might pick up on some of the the Cal United players that aren't going to play this year with Cal United and will have to find new homes. Uh, or they may, like we've seen with NISA lately, some of these NISA players moving on to USL League One or USL Championship sides. So that's an interesting story there. And we'll keep you posted on that. The league did also mention that all the games this year will be streamed on 11 Sports. As we mentioned, Albion San Diego will be back. Very happy to see them back, but they're going to have to make some moves quickly. As we mentioned, uh, some of their star players that are gone, Walter Varela is gone, and Miele Milongo left, and they still don't have a coach, so they're going to have to get that all sorted out. But looking forward to having Albion back, and with the season, hey, let's let's hope Nisa, like I said, now we know we got nine teams. I hope they finish the year with nine teams. All right, let's recap Chattanooga FC's big preseason matchup against Atlanta United FC this past weekend. This game was played this past Saturday on January 28th, and the match ended in a 3-3 draw. All the drama was in the first half, and I didn't watch the game. I was at work, so I had to keep up with all the latest updates on Twitter. But a six-goal thriller in this one in the first half in front of 7,513 fans at Fort Finley. So that was pretty awesome to see that. In Chattanooga, Marcus Nagelstad 
He scored two goals, and Alex McGrath scored the third goal for the boys in blue. And for Atlanta United, you know, Arroyo scored the, the penalty kick in the 11th minute. Uh, Marcos Engelsoft scored the first goal, I believe, around the 8th minute. And then Arroyo scored the goal in the 11th minute to tie the match 1-1. Chol scores to give Atlanta United the lead in the 20th minute. And then Nagelstad gets the equalizer in the 28th minute. Arroyo scores in the 42nd minute. And then uh, Demiano Rodriguez uh, was putting on a show, slicing and dicing through those Atlanta United defenders and creating the scoring chance for CFC to get the equalizer. Uh, he set up the goal for Alex McGrath. And the final piece of news we got today is from Heath Hickson of the Pyramid Soccer News. And according to him, he posted on social media that Nisa has paid most of the referees that they owed money. Uh, we mentioned this last month in one of our episodes about that whole situation with the referees not being paid. And uh, according to his article here, that he has mentioned that the referees that were owed money for matches that they worked during the 2022 National Independent Soccer Association season have received a good portion of the payments that the league and the referee union representatives clarified on Tuesday. Um, Steve Johnson, NISA communication specialist, said the league is working with the 11 referees to sell the last $3,000 in payments and said money still owed is due to missing or incorrect referee information. He said NISA is working to ensure the 2023 season's referee payments are not delayed. And he also said here that NISA doesn't believe there will be any league-initiated delays during the 2023 season and that the league will communicate with appropriate parties. Now, the Professional Soccer Referee Association President Peter Manikowski, he did say that NISA still needs to work toward work on timely payment of the referees. And then he once again cautioned the referees about working with the league and the payment system issues are not resolved. So I'm glad to see the league is working on that, fixing that issue. Hopefully they finally got this fixed this time and that there will be no issues with the referees going forward. Now let's move on to catch you guys up on the news around. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA. And I missed a couple of news stuff from last week's episode. So let me mention these real quick. The Savannah Clovers FC has added Melly Kirkwood to their coaching staff as a director of team operations. And it's good to see the Savannah Clovers build up that coaching staff. Based on what I've seen on social media, it looks I think they're done now. Coach David Proctor adding to their coaching staff. Their midfielder, Alex Ansko, who played with Flower City Union last season, has signed a contract with Cary Football Club in Ireland. So Alex Ansko, he played with Flower City Union during their inaugural season last year, and now he's moving over to Europe to play in Ireland. 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, Steven Ugay, former Michigan Stars player, he's not going to be the only one playing in Europe over in Slovenia. But now you have Alex Ansko playing in Europe as well as a former Nisa player, except he will be in Ireland. Now let's talk about some USL League One sides that are adding former Nisa players. USL League One side Chattanooga Red Wolves, they made a big move last week announcing that they have signed former Albion San Diego forward Miele Milango. Uh, what I find interesting, though, when I read the press release, I don't think Albion was mentioned anywhere in there, which I find odd. I know they had mentioned Albion in Walter Varela's signing, but I'm pretty sure it was not mentioned anywhere in Miele Milango's signing. What's up with that? So I tweeted uh, our friend here, Hector Trujillo, and uh, told him, hey, there goes your boy. And uh, he was sad, very sad. Uh, but uh, Mele Malongo, you know, taking that next step after starting off his career with the New England Revolution 2 back when they were in USL League 1. And then he, of course, was with New Amsterdam. Then he went to... Uh, Albion San Diego, and now he's with the Chattanooga Rebels teaming up with his former coach, Ziggy Kortowski, there. Northern Colorado Hailstorm, they also signed a former NISA player. They assigned former Syracuse Pulse defender Bruno Rendon. So they just added him to the squad. He was part of Syracuse Pulse inaugural season last year. The Maryland Bobcats FC and goalkeeper Felix Anan, they have mutually agreed to part ways. Now, when I heard this news, I was stunned because I was like, wow, he's one of the top goalkeepers for the Maryland Bobcats FC, one of the top goalkeepers in the league, at least in my opinion. I'm thinking this probably had to do with maybe him getting an offer. I mean, we've seen it recently, a lot of NISA players getting moved to USL League One or USL Championship sides or Europe in some cases. So I have to think that Felix Anand has to receive a good offer for somebody uh, for Maryland Bobcats to decide to mutually part ways with them. So I wish Felix Anand the best of luck wherever he ends up next and looking forward to seeing where he goes. Savannah Clover's FC head coach, David Proctor, he revealed on the official Savannah Clover's podcast last week that Three local players went through the their ID trial stage. They had three ID tr- trials for the club as their scouting players to sign. And uh, he did mention on their podcast that they kind of already had the players that they identified they are going to sign. And then these three local players that he referenced specifically, they will make those announcements soon. So Chattanooga FC... They announce their latest sign for their women's team, and they are bringing back defender Avery Catlett. So she's going to be back with the women's side again this year. And let's see what else we got here. Club De Leon FC. So they haven't been very active on Twitter lately. I don't know what's going on there. But on Instagram, that's where I'm getting all their latest news. So... Club De Leon FC, they announced on Instagram that they'll have player tryouts again soon. They didn't specify which day or week 
but they said there'll be more player tryouts coming up. They also announced that Young Pine Community Park has their new home to train for their debut in NISA in 2023. Now, I know when they were in the UPSL and NISA Nation last year, I'm not sure where they, I'm assuming that's where they trained as well last year. And I know for their games, they were playing, I think it was Northeast Regional Park in Davenport, Florida, which I know where that is because I used to live in Orlando, Florida, and I lived in Davenport for a while. And I did cover a U.S. Open Cup qualifier match there at one point at that same facility. So very large soccer complex there. And I had to Google it because I'm like, I'm not sure where Young Pine Community Park is. Um, so it is just east of the Orlando International Airport, a little bit south of Winter Park. So it's out there in the east part of Orlando, but that's where they will train. And they have, I have not heard anything on where the team plans to play their games this season, but I'll reach out to some of my connections and see what I can find out. So that's the latest news from around the league. No Nisa Nation news this week. So let's go straight into my final thoughts. All right, everyone, for my final thoughts, it's been a bit of a crazy week since our last episode in Nisa. We had the Old Bay Brigade. Still chairman at the league. Uh, That was the case on Monday because they were tagging me on my Twitter page and Keep that up, guys. I love when you guys tag me on what you guys are doing. They were talking to at Nisa League about when we're going to get a list of teams and schedules and do your job and support your member clubs. So we had that, but Old Bay Brigade, we did not get a schedule, but we still got a list of teams that will be kicking off in a couple months for the 2023 Nisa season. So very excited about that. Hopefully we'll get a new schedule soon, like they mentioned in the press release. And as I said, I got to try and make a trip to, to Maryland this year. So that is a goal. So I will be at the Maryland Soccerplex at some point this year. Check out the Maryland Bobcats. And, of course, say hello to the Old Bay Brigade. So we had that. We also had... The Michigan Stars FC, they were showing off their championship rings on social media. It was everywhere, guys. You couldn't miss it. Whether it was on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it was everywhere. And even Nisa was retweeting uh, the Michigan Stars, you know, give them some love. And uh, it was crazy because everyone was like, who is running the at Nisa League Twitter page? Like, I, I don't know, but it just... I just thought it was funny. And uh, you got to see some of the players and coaching staff posting their rings. I'm still waiting to see when is Anthony Bowie. Anthony Bowie, if you're listening, when are you going to post your photo of your championship ring, man? You scored the goal, man. Like, you got to get creative with it. Just saying. If it was, if I was Anthony Bowie and I was going to put the pose for. Uh, social media with my championship ring, I would totally do 
what Gio Reyna did with his goal celebration with Dortmund last month, where he scores a goal, he puts his fingers in his ears, and basically telling the haters, uh, not listening to you. I would totally do something like that for Anthony with Anthony Bowie because he scored the goal. You know, he he tells me he hears about everyone chirping about his team and everything. So I just think that would be a, a cool way to get creative with your pose with your championship ring, Anthony. Just just say, do whatever you want. I'm just saying that would be my suggestion. And then we also had Albion San Diego, the news of them coming back after we thought they weren't going to play. And I know, like you mentioned earlier, Albion San Diego, they got some work to do. They got to hire a coach. They got to sort their players out, uh, who they're going to bring in. You know, I would suggest, you know, hey, Cal United, they're, they're not playing this year, guys. You could maybe get some of their players. Just making a suggestion. Um, you know, Omar Nuno, last I checked, is still available. But anyway, uh, we have Albion back, and I'm so happy to see them back. I know our friend Hector Trujillo listens to our show. Thank you, Hector Trujillo. Thank you very much. Uh, he was messaging me on Twitter when I talked about the news about them coming back. Uh, Hector Trujillo at SD Steeler. And he told me on Twitter he hasn't eaten since October 2022. Of course, he was joking, but I was kind of like, Hector, that's not good, bro. You're not eating, man. Like, you got you to gotta eat. So, but... I can understand after that club being so quiet, not getting a lot of news. We naturally, you think they're probably not going to play, and it's good to see that they're officially back. I did also see a tweet from Miles Davis at the Miles Davis twelve, talking about we want Albion San Diego, we want Adnisa League, and he wants more videos from Albion nineteen oh four supporters. And, of course, I'm very happy for the Albion 1904 supporters. San Diego, they, they, with that's their, at least their history as a club in Nisa, it's been up and down. <laughs> but uh, I always prefer them to see him play as opposed to not playing. And uh, I'm glad to see that that's going to happen. Speaking of videos of supporters, MLS Season Pass just launched yesterday and uh, it got me thinking you know Nisa and their content game I know it's a kind of a bit all over the place right now and I know everyone's making a big deal about the cost you know I do have Apple TV plus I, I have not subscribed to it yet but thinking about it but I was kind of like man what took MLS so long to come up with all this crazy content for their clubs, man. Like, you know, they've been around for a while now. And, you know, I was checking out some of their stuff that they got featured on there. You know, they got, they're going to do their MLS review show. That's stuff they've done since it was on YouTube and ESPN plus. So that's not going to change. They got the ritual, which is supposed to focus on MLS supporters groups and how they connect with their team. They got some player profiles, playoff moments. They got iconic moments from like some of the legends of the game. And they got beyond the pitch on there as 
a future series talking about what some players do on the pitch, but do stuff in the community off the pitch. They also got a drone tour show on there that talks about uh, showing off the stadium like via a drone. Like that's pretty cool. And uh, they also got a show called The Movement, which talks about the diverse cultures and history that focuses on the growing U.S. soccer communities. So I thought that was pretty cool stuff they got on there. Not sure what took them so long to come up with it, but from what I've heard on social media, their their reviews, you know, some of it said it's been pretty good. Some said they got some stuff to work on, but, you know, it just launched. And I know MLS said they're going to also have some MLS Next Pro content and some academy stuff on there, focusing on the academies with some of the MLS clubs. And they also mentioned that they'll have, like for the teams, like the team-specific, like since my favorite MLS team is Orlando City, I was like, what stuff will I have on there on the Lions? And they said that they'll have pregame and postgame press conferences and team player profiles. And they'll also post team media days on there. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Now, when I worked for Chicago House, I was in charge of putting up the stuff for media day for Chicago House during our inaugural season. And it was pretty crazy because I never did media days for any of the other teams I had previously worked with. And I had to learn on the fly. So I had to work with Walter, our director of communications, and come up with some really good player personality questions, think of some poses for the players, like for the photo shoots. Uh, we did use props like soccer balls and scarves and stuff like that. Uh, we did had some players on our team, like, you know, so and Kim, you know, so-so, he's from South Korea. So I had to get him a South Korea flag. Uh, Wojciech Wojciech, he's from Poland. So I had to get a Polish flag. So that was pretty cool to get some poses with that. And uh, we had to do some merchandise photos as well for some of the players with some of our merch that we we're trying to sell. And for the interviews, we, I mostly had those focus on, you know, the personality questions, kind of get to know them, some things, some fun things that maybe players or fans, I should say, don't know about. And I did try to talk to Walter to try to see if we can get some local media to kind of cover the event for media day. But of course, this was like with COVID still going on and with the COVID restrictions. So we kind of, so we basically didn't do that. But uh, it got me dimming, it got me thinking though, with media days and creating some of the behind the scenes content for Chicago house at that time, what behind the scenes content would you like to see either Nisa or Nisa nation or your Nisa club do? What are some creative things that you like to see them do? Now I mentioned the list that MLS season pass has gotten for a lot of their stuff. The league and the club is doing, but would you like to see some of that with Nisa or maybe something different? Let me know on social media. What do you guys want to see? Now, I think Chattanooga FC and Flower Scene, they do a pretty good job with some of the content stuff that they do. LA Force, what are we doing? We got to get some content going here. Come on, guys. And I'll be on, maybe, I'm sure I'll be on. I know they got some stuff 
they, they got some cool stuff. Now they're back. So look forward to see what they'll do. And Gold Star FC Detroit, I'm not sure what they're going to do with, the, with their content. I, I see some other stuff on Instagram. But, you know, I'm a big content kind of guy and doing some stuff that I got planned with the podcast. So I'll keep you guys updated on that and do my part to try to give Nisa as much coverage as possible. But let me know on social media or on the show, be one of my questions. What behind-the-scenes content would you like to see either Nisa League, Nisa Nation, or your Nisa Club do? And with that, let's close out the show. All right, everyone, that will conclude today's episode of Nisa Today FC. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at JT underscore Taylor 88. And you can send any direct messages to me that way. And if you want to keep up with all the latest on Nisa Today FC podcast, you can follow us on our social media pages. We are on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore today fc and we're also on twitter at nisa underscore today fc you guys enjoy the rest of your week and i'll see you next time